tried our absolute best, but we could not avoid doing an episode with a Coventry preview here on the Owls of Aircast. Jeff Hill wins the opinion with an American accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. We will get to the, the Coventry preview. And Huddersfield. And Huddersfield later in the show. But first, uh, as is tradition, I will tell you what I'm drinking. I finished the last of my prospect list cycle for 2024 baseball prospectus this morning. I mean, really, last night, but it went up this morning. Uh, so I, I've been drinking most of the day. Not to excess. I had a couple beers at lunchtime, glass of wine with dinner, and I moved on to an old-fashioned. Uh, I was at the liquor store, picked up a, a local bourbon that seems to melt a little bit better with what uh, Dale DeGroff, uh, one of the godfathers of American cocktail culture, called the boozy fruit punch version of the old-fashioned, which you might know from uh, wedding receptions or casinos, where you most, most likely had one. But that is the one with the muddled cherry and orange sugar bitters. And yes, it is not a, it is not as a exalting and centering to the spirit as the traditional, the spirit being bourbon. As a traditional old-fashioned, but again, as Del DeGrasse says, there's nothing wrong with some boozy fruit punch. And joining me to catch up on a lot of Wednesday stuff as we close the transfer window is our New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh, glad we're sneaking this one in tonight. Um, it is a Wednesday night, which means I had my the team I coach had a hockey game tonight, which means I sat in the locker room and... Uh, had a bunch of nips and McGillicuddy's after while breaking down the uh, game. Yeah. So uh, that's my base. And uh, I got it mentioned here a couple of times. Shoveltown Brewery is a, uh, a Easton, Massachusetts brewery. And uh, this is their Cerveza, which, as you can imagine, is a Mexican lager. It's, uh, it's perfect. It's 5%, 5.2%, low IBUs, crisp, you know, mm. Mexican lager. I picked up a four-pack of it yesterday. To go along with the uh, chips and guacamole I got from the local Mexican restaurant. So I was going to say the root beer schnapps you had earlier, but <laughs> no, no, no. I always go with the uh, menthol mint. Mm. The, yeah, because if I'm going to get drunk, I might as well have good breath. Yeah, there you go. We uh, we have some games to cover. We'll go we'll go back to front here. We'll see we'll see how far we get and what what we remember from the last two weeks of Wednesday football. We'll cover the Wednesday news. And we will preview. Uh, I say preview. We will have a preview segment for Huddersfield and the Coventry replay. We will start uh, with Watford. Uh, a nil-nil draw earlier, well, this afternoon, lunchtime for me, this afternoon for Justin. And this kind of ends the run of a, of a tricky set of league fixtures for Wednesday. And they did not really pick up as many points as I would have liked. Uh, I can't say they really did worse than I would have expected. And they come out the other side of it having only dropped, uh, I believe, two points to both QPR and Huddersfield, obviously, with the with the Huddersfield match coming up. So only five uh, out of safety at this point for a stretch where they've like gotten one draw in three league games. So it could be worse. That is, that is life at the bottom of the table. The, the Watford game, I thought, look, we saw this in the Southampton game. The way they play, they're going to play the way they play under Danny Roll, and that is going to leave them vulnerable to counterattacking football. And Southampton was very, very clinical in the final third. And they took their chances. You know, 4 0 probably flatters them a little bit. But I thought in this game, I mean, look, uh, Watford had the open net uh, towards the end of the first half that they probably, really, probably should have scored. Oh, most certainly should have scored. Uh, Matho just lost his footing, I guess. Like, that was... It wasn't the easiest angle in the world, but it's functionally a tap-in at that point, and he just got it all wrong. Well, if he... if he, uh, I think John Pearson was saying it. Yeah. Like, if he just traps the ball... Yeah. I mean, Beetle was so far out of the net yeah. that, like, he could have just stopped the ball. Yeah, yeah. Did Probably all he really has to do is it's easy for me to say I'm not a, I am not a championship-level attacking player. But all he really has to do is just, like, open his hips and, like, redirect the ball, basically, into the net. Like, Well, yeah, I think that was the problem, that he tried to one-time it in. Yeah. The angle wasn't there, so it, it made it hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if he had... Even if he, even if he slid, takes a touch, it's going to take him into it. Yeah, exactly. Anything. Yeah. Just take a time. But you know what? This was... Uh, that was to me that was the story of 
this game from their perspective is they really didn't bring a lot to the table other than four or five really they seem pretty happy to go there and set up and like i thought they defended all right generally it's it's tough to parse because wednesday have just uh you know well we were on the front foot though yeah this was true of the of the coventry fa cup second two coventry that where i thought there's like there's just clear moments of individual brilliance in this game from wednesday players i'm mostly jd kasama in both games honestly Mm. but they just can't quite string passes together at the level they kind of need to to break down some of these defenses i think there's a book out on how how danny roll wants to play now and look it's a successful style of football i just don't know if we have the players to consistently make it work in the final third right now well that's i mean it's it's been attacking football right the Mm -hmm. up front we've had gasama musaba uh windass and today or katamatari katamatari going like that's progressive yeah. attacking those guys are good we've got marvin johnson as one of the uh fullbacks he's pushing up i mean he's ahead of valentin is very attack oriented too on the Valentin's right yeah. very and that's that's where we get challenged on the counters is yeah. that we, we really struggle uh you know in that midfield uh you know baz is not like he works hard and he flings himself about defensively but he's not you know, a defensive stalwart. And, Palmer's, uh, I think Palmer is pretty using... cool on the ball with the double pivot, but he's not physical in the same way that maybe well, you want that... your central defensive midfielder to be. See, I think our that's the problem is that our yeah. other starting, def- our other starting central midfielder in that double pivot has been Palmer of Ox, basically. Well, uh, it, he was uh, Bernard for a couple games, right? It was did they put uh, Bernard that for that far forward? A, a couple games ago, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, they had like they they need. I I would love to see Vox be able to do it. They need somebody in there that's a legit six. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Hutchinson would be perfect for this, right? Right. You know, a, a guy like that. To, to Even someone like Luongo, right? Too Luongo, yeah, because yeah, you're. You're you're putting uh, Femweo had a tough game today. Mm-hmm. He was great against. Uh, yeah. He was great again in the cup game there. Yeah. Uh, that's a nice center back pairing. But Johnson is not playing defense, and and Valentin's not playing defense. So when yeah, I, mean, I thought Bernard had a great game today, he was responsible for a lot of the. Oh yeah, covering moves. Yeah, the one bad bad turnover late where yeah, he yeah, tried he to rush it, and you know shouldn't have. But no, I listen. I like the way we play. It's mm-hmm. fun to watch. It's fun to be defending in the opponent's third <laughs> yeah. of the field. Um, I think we make a lot of really nice movement, those combinations on the outside between the uh, fullbacks and the wingers or the attacking midfielders, however mm-hmm. you want to call them. Looks really good. Uh, we, we've gotten a lot of chances. Like, yeah. We just haven't been able to put our chances away. And that's really kind of what's been killing us is that generally our opponents have put their chances away and we have not put ours away um, today. Neither team put theirs away. Yeah. Um, I mean, Wednesday, me that was kinda... I thought Wednesday had the better opportunities. Uh, there was, the, oh, yeah. you know, you put it in the WhatsApp group, the, pen, the, the penalty. I, I thought, I think that would have been harsh on Watford because he does win the ball pretty. And it's not like, He's playing the ball. He wins the ball. He does take the man out, but it's already the ball's already running away. Like again, I, I, didn't, give I it. didn't. There you go. That's it. I didn't have an issue. I just I immediately when I saw it in real time, I'm like, that's a good, that's a good tackle. You know, if you saw Deshaun Bernard or Dominic Iorfa make that for us, you wouldn't want it giving. So that's just a good, uh, not even last ditch, but like just a very very good center back uh, tackle. Uh, and then there was the was it from Musaba they hit the post in the. Uh, End of the first half, and I no. came back for the header. Or was Musaba there? Uh, Ugbo, Ugbo hit the post. Ugbo hit the Musaba post. Musaba had hit the, the header. header. That was a phenomenal save. It was him. a great save, yeah, because he's oh got to like to readjust head on a swivel and yeah. get his foot down. Oh, that was the their keeper. I thought their keeper was their best player. Yeah, he made some baby. He had to what, save on uh, the the Bannon shot, which wasn't super easy given how and then it was the moving. late one on and then the late Musaba one on early. Musaba, yeah, or late, yeah, yeah. That Bannon shot was really moving. That was. Yeah. And the Musaba one, like, look, bad. you want your keeper to make that save, but he gets a very strong hand to it, to put it high. <laughs> you, <laughs> totally. No, uh, I mean, there's a lot to like 
coming out of this game. We we played on the front foot against a team that, you know, just, you know, we, we haven't had a preview, so I'll mm-hmm. look. But, I mean, Watford City. They're in very good form, yes. They're, they're, they're three points out of the playoffs, yeah. you know. Um, we've played uh, Ishmael uh, Valorant's teams before. Yeah. Like, they're tough to play against. They're aggressive and they're front foot. And, and we, they, I didn't. You know, again, they were able to get some counters, but, you know, I I thought we were clearly the better team. And, you know, it sucks. It's one of those things where you go, hey, we're 23rd. We're playing a team that's fighting for playoffs and we outplayed them. That's a good point. And then you also go. It's it's about to be be February. That's and all it. of a sudden, you can't you know, be like, there's a lot of time left. There's really a lot of time is, left. There's 17 left, but like, we got to get those. We got to get time those to get moving, man. man. And look, this was the January schedule was really tough. Like, you need like going in a lot of like tough road games, you know, playoff chasing teams coming to Hillsborough. And like, they got some results, right? If you look, if you just look back, I mean, I guess they really didn't because it's a lot of FA Cup stuff. Uh, but, you know, they got the win against Hull. Fine. Uh, they got bodied in Southampton. They, look, the loss at home. We I mean, we got to, the loss at home. I was the commentary say we was have rough. Two two wins, three losses, and a draw in our last six. Right, and obviously two of those are, are cup games. So, but uh, no, I was. Oh, you took out the cup that games. That was okay. just league. Yeah, yeah, and like, look, there's teams are getting the. You know, we saw this against Coventry on on Friday and, and the previous Coventry game of the weekend, teams are scoring worldies against us, right? There's some where it's just like, well, you got to go pick it out of the back of the net. But, you know, you look at that Coventry gun, they, they backed off and gave him the opportunity to have a punt. And look, great shot. Like, it is what it is. But it's kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know what Pierce Charles does other than be three inches taller, but. Oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think that was on him. No, no, of course not. That was that was kind of cool, by the way. Yeah, yeah he had a good game. Obviously, he made again, the save late he, to keep it at one-one. He didn't have a ton to do otherwise, but no, I thought he looked fine. With like he did not for, debut. Yeah, and they didn't. He wasn't like hoofing it long. He was playing the same. Uh, oh, he looked comfortable with the ball at his feet. Man. Yeah, uh, you know more so than Beetle has at times, honestly. And again, you know, Beetle's been dropped into the squad. Again, he made a he made a good save against Southampton. Which immediately got erased because it got put right back in. Right, it was against Coventry, <laughs> but you know he made a good save Coventry, today too. Yeah. It was against Coventry. He made a good save today too. But yeah, I've not I've, been I've like I've liked what I've seen from him. I've not yeah, been I've utterly convinced by him, but like you can see, there's a good keeper in there, but not there's always, a real good so. keeper in there. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's one of those things that's tough. I I felt bad that uh, Rob and John were kind of going after him a little bit for that really weird deflected shot that hit the post that it's mm. a scramble in front. And yeah. they kept talking about how he got froze, but it's one of those things. The second your weight's in one direction, yeah, your feet are going to be If that's planted. going in, I don't think there's anything <laughs> you, know? you can do about it. Is Correct. The thing. But also, it, it is kind of weird to just not see your it keeper looks react. It, it looks, looks weird, weird, right? Um, and it was a very I, weird I deflection, too. Cause like, it was, a, was it Palmer or John? It came like between their legs almost. It wasn't like oh, a... I mean, regular, that, that yeah. was it. There was nothing he could so he's do. So he's going to see it anyway, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I've been I've been pleased with him. It was nice yeah. to see. It was just nice to play decent against Coventry. I, I know that we don't need, you know, we need to focus on the league and all this and that, mm. our squad. But, you know, the flip side of that is, too, we got, if we can somehow knock off Coventry, we've got a six-tier team, which, yeah, I know. Which just beat Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. The, the best team in English football. Did you see the stats Justin. for that game? Yeah, oh, I, know. I see the stats I for that game. Yeah. That. that is I a. I loved that game. If you haven't, if you haven't the seen the stats for this game, look them up. And my my only my my only description of this game, I didn't watch any of it, uh, but just look at the stats. Proper cup tie. I watched. Uh, my son and I watched most of it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the shots were probably twenty four to two. two or maybe thirty. Uh, I think it was more than that. Yeah, it was just obscene. Uh, so here's the thing. And again, the national media is going, they've got to like this draw. They got to think they can win. No, no, they don't. They, they have their, their moment. In also, the they didn't the like this draw. Of, they wanted a premier league team. If you saw the, uh, of course they did. <laughs> of course well, they did, there's yeah. the big, there's the big box, but right. you know what? 
that's the crazy thing for us. No, we don't want to waste time on an FA Cup run, but if we can somehow knock off Coventry, we're looking pretty good for a last eight spot in the FA Cup. And now we're the team that's going, hey, we're going to the Emirates. Or, right. It won't know, be the Emirates. To... <laughs> no, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I know what I mean. Um, I just I keep know, thinking I, back I think... to that. Uh, I know I brought some of the show before. The, the replay against Charlton, they lost uh, when they had a goal that went over the line that should have counted and didn't. Uh, and they would have gotten Sheffield United in the quarters the year that Sheffield United got to the, I think, the semis and lost to Hull or they something. They did get to the semis. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they beat Charlton, which Wednesday for some reason couldn't do. <laughs> and uh, kind of feels like we've never been able to, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I don't. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like the last two games, the FA Cup game, and then mm. and then today were, you know, granted both draws, but you know, I felt like we were we were the better team in both. Did games. you think the Bernard uh, header went over the line? Because I was pretty sure it went over the line looking at it live. I thought so, but. I saw the, you know, somebody yeah, no, had no. the the goal line technology thing to look at it. It, it didn't, and I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna make a scene about it. Um, I do want to briefly mention that because uh, I had a nice talk with my kids about it, um, and I apologize. The official for today's game, who had called the controversial uh, Femweo penalty, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, Rebecca, that's not her name. Oh, yeah, Rebecca Welch. I was yeah. right about that. Um, and, you know, it was funny. I was sort of saying it. the thing that crushes me is that I don't think she's a great official. And I also don't think it has anything at all to do with her. Right, we saw obviously in the uh, the first Coventry game, there was <laughs> not know. a very good official either. But you don't when it's a when it's right. a man, no one comments on it, because if you see a woman Ooh. official, she has to be great right that you or, can't just be uh, average yeah didn't we just have a the first black official in the premier league mm-hmm. in 15 years recently something like that you know and it, it's too bad that you know we can't just give her shit for for being you're yeah, right you know, it has to uh, be an it, it has to be well official we also can't talk about the coventry games without talking about the abuse that was uh sent <sighs> on to casey palmer like we just can't i know it's been a, a week now but no, but listen, anybody who's listened to this podcast before uh, knows how we all feel. <laughs> yeah, it's, about so this. this is obviously not, this is a football-wide problem. It's not just a Sheffield Wednesday problem, but it's also no. a Sheffield Wednesday problem. And I think, you know, the response from the broader fan base has been heartening. And it's it's sad that we have to keep doing this, um, you know, whether it's, whether it's in, in Hillsborough or other stadiums across across England and across Europe. And, you know, it does, it does fall to us, you know, as fans to call this out every single time is absolute garbage has yes. no place in the club has no place in the sport. I think it's important to do that every single time. And look, I absolutely believe that Casey Palmer was winding up the cop all game. It's the championship. That's what you do. That's what, that's what, you know, what Ross Wallace did for years, it's what Chris McGuire did for it's, years. It's yeah. Football. It's like, it's, it's football, football. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Sport. And look, if you want to, if you want to <laughs> boo know. him for that, yeah, fine. But no, once you start doing that stuff, nah, get out. Just get out. We don't, we don't need to hear from you anymore. And no, it's not. You look at, it's you look at this, close. and it's, you know, as as fans of the club, you look at the the recent times the club has made national news. Obviously, the Newcastle FA Cup game from last year. And look, it, it's certainly the. You know, the playoff comeback and, and Wembley and things like that. It's mocking a dead child, uh, again, from the fan base this year. And, you know, people making racist gestures at another player. And Well, we, we've, had, we've had negative connotations connected with our club for 34 years. Sure. Right? 35 years. Like, that's just... And look, there's always... It, this happens to more... Again, this is not just a Ship of Wednesday problem where you get defined by your worst fans, right? But I do think it is important to call it out and say there's no place for it every single time. There's no place. Yeah. Um, and you know what? The nice thing that Wednesday fans do, I, I believe it was a, a couple of the ladies with the uh, Sheffield Wednesday women's supporters group who mm. do a great job. I know I'm a member and I follow them after the incident against Sunderland, who immediately 
said, screw this idiot. Let's have a fundraiser mm-hmm. for, uh, what was the young man, Bradley? Yeah. And, and raised, you know, thousands of dollars for this. Like, that's what Wednesday fans are for the most part. You know, the nonsense with Casey Palmer occurs and so many people reach out to him and go out of their way and, and, and approach this and try to mend fences and apologize and to do things. And then the next game, they, they take a knee and a bunch of fucking knuckleheads decide to start booing for no yeah. discernible reason. And it's just... And again, you're right, Jeff, it's not just a Wednesday problem, but the fact that it happened at right, Wednesday yeah. and both you and I are clad in gear, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it is our problem. And you're right. The, the only thing that we can do, especially as Americans really is to just make sure that we call it out and, and we let anybody we talk to, anybody we know that we don't support this. This is not what the vast majority of supporters of our club and it's are like... all about. It's wild to me. Like again, it's it's. I don't know what goes through these people's head when they do these things. Um, but you you look on the other like on the other side of the pitch, like the the players wearing blue and white stripes in that game. That's and it's just like <laughs> the manager that got us promoted oh out of League One last year, who Christ. obviously was subject to right. his own racist abuse after the first leg of the playoffs. And it's just probably before that. It's a shame, right? Because you want it to be. You don't want the and look the, I'm sure it's going to come up in the replay too, right? It's, it's, you don't want these games to be about that. You want them to be about the play on the field. No, that's the one that always kills me. It's not at all equivalent, but it reminded me. I remember when the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens of the National Hockey League, the rivalry, maybe the biggest rivalry in the league, but had been dormant for a little while, reignited. Um, Canadian fans were booing the U.S. anthem when the mm-hmm. Bruins were playing up there, uh, which, whatever, I don't give a shit about a song. But uh, the irony was that the Canadians had, like, far more American players <laughs> right. on their team than the Bruins did, right? And that's the situation. Like, mm-hmm. you're racially abusing Casey Palmer or whoever. Mm-hmm. You're booing the taking the knee, which... Whatever you can pretend that it's a Marxist gesture, but that, literally yeah. the players said, "We're standing. We're doing this because of racism." Right. You're so, booing so. that, and how does Gasama and Masaba and Diaby and Diaby and Bernard yeah. and Marvin Johnson and, and every other player and person of color that's related to this club, uh, from players to coaches to technical staff to to fans to dude serving you pies at halftime like how do they fucking feel when you're booing a gesture against being a fucking shithead like just shut up i don't have much else to say about the actual uh commentary games they were maybe a little hard done not to get a point in the first one yeah i had some opportunities I thought that, yeah i'm just convinced I, I like ashley know. fletcher will never score a goal like he time. will never score a goal or he'll and score I mean, the one like, goal that keeps us up it's the only, yeah, the only. Oh, that would be oh my god i'll buy a fucking ashley fletcher jersey yeah. um, which would be a conversation but he obviously piece. had a great um, chance at the end of the fa cup game too to to put them through and wasn't there i think there was a penalty shout in there somewhere too it's only like been like five days ago and a game is already uh completely escaped. it was a nice move from gasama for the for the goal i got a i think a little bit of a deflection in there but he really it was seem to be, but seems to be coming he seems to be hitting a stride yeah. yeah he's still like he's it's been uh dangerous him and marvin pairing yeah. it's it's really interesting sometimes johnson's like 15 yards further up the field than yes <laughs> you know like he comes inside and johnson goes up wide it's a pass back i i i do like this with rolls football it can but it can be a little confusing for figuring out you know, positions and, and tactics. Uh, so the fullbacks will be ahead of the wings mm. uh, by quite a bit sometimes. Uh, you know, I'll see a player tracking back. And I'm like, is that Musaba at our 18-yard box? <laughs> what is going on? But um, I, I will say this. It's it's entertaining football. Um, yes. And I, I pray to all of <laughs> the football gods, and I will start making sacrifices soon if I have to, that we can just stay up because i think if we can stay up we can keep our our bright young manager who clearly mm-hmm. knows what he's doing yeah uh 
Um, again, I love my Germans in tight pants and dry pads. And, you know, we can now look to, you know, even if we only get one more year out of him because mm-hmm. he wants to move on, I, I think he can really set this team and this uh, club in a, in a positive direction. On that note, we'll take a break, come back for the Wednesday news, and preview the upcoming fixtures. Welcome back. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. Uh, we're just going to kind of roll with this one. It's mostly been dispatches from American soccer, really. Uh, yeah, let's talk about all the trans- incoming transfers. Yeah, well... <laughs> We did actually talk about. It. I don't think Ike Ugobo, uh, Ike Ugobo was official when we uh, when we chatted last, but he did seem to be incoming and has come in and looks like a nice little player. Again, he's. I was hoping he was maybe uh, Ugbo. I was hoping he'd be a little bit more oh, of like yeah, a true yeah. number nine than he actually is. Uh, but again, those cost a lot of money. As uh, Wednesday and uh, Blackburn found out with Duncan McGuire from Orlando City. Ongoing. Uh, ongoing. Well, we don't, as as we record, uh, I assume his plane has landed in Manchester, but uh, he is not going to be... <laughs> it might have turned right around. <laughs> he is not going to be uh, met at the airport by any uh, Blackburn Rovers officials because uh, apparently they don't actually have the money to complete the transfer, is what it appears. There's something like $4 million and with add-ons, and I can't imagine Wednesday's matching that. I know they put uh, a bid for well, two well, and well, change, but... Two... Two five, five two four or something like that. Yeah. There, yeah. And look, like again, there was a seven in that number. Uh, Creighton college star played well for Orlando City last year. Young striker, interesting player. It's wants to move to England apparently, and his only option now might be Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, there was some consternation in the WhatsApp group about how many train stops it takes to get from Manchester to Sheffield. <laughs> so he could still be on the train. Uh, I guess probably. Not. I don't know if the I doubt the trains are running at three in the morning, but maybe he's just gotten a hotel. Uh, I mean, more, I, more I on that know. to come, I guess. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, Ugbo's. I, I think he's actually been fine. I, yeah, I but I mean, they do need another. Like again, they're just at a certain point. You just buy a bunch of strikers and hope one of them can actually start banging goals at some point. Yeah, I. I mean, we got the goalkeeper done right, and mm-hmm. that you know, again, whether or not. I mean, I, I, I like Beetle and I like what I've seen. And he was very good at Oxford sure. um, from everything I'd seen. Um, and you know what? Cam Dawson has been fine. Uh, we should note Cam Dawson is hurt right now. He has a knee injury that's probably going to keep him out for a month or so. Uh, right. A, so they noted there's a Sheffield star piece that noted that, yeah, they were considering sending Pierce Charles out on loan. They're now not considering sending Pierce Charles out no. on loan. <laughs> Well, as we discussed earlier, I mean, I, I don't want him, I wouldn't want him to suddenly be our everyday keeper. Right. Uh, given no track record, but he didn't look out of place. No. And and again, look quite good with the ball. It, it does speed, feel but... like, and there's been some, you know, between, I guess there was a meeting with Danny Roll and the, and the chairman over the last week, I assume about transfer stuff. And look, they need more than a goalkeeper and another attacking player. Is is what it comes down to. Yes, if they really want to kick on for the rest of the season. I mean, I I still honestly do think that we have enough to stay up. Maybe it's gonna it's go a, well, but yeah, things got to go right. well. They got to everything. You, know, you can't. The squad's a little thin now. If they start dealing with injuries, especially in the midfield, or if they want to, I know we've been trying to. Uh, hold uh, Derby hostage a little bit if they want uh, yeah. Smith or Gregory, who, right. to be totally honest, are League One strikers. Um, man, but I look, you want to... Smith should have done better with that header today. <laughs> he was offside, but yeah. Uh, I mean, he had some nice uh, moves in there, too. Like, I think he's, yeah. he can play a role, but yeah, it's again... Squad you want to get a fee for these players, though, right? It's it, that's, it's League, this League One team, Derby has money. Do they? I, 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 mean, I don't they know, but getting, they have some. They, they probably have enough up. money to at least give a fee here, like or a little more. You know, if Michael Smith goes out on loan, a little bit more wages or something like that. Uh, you know, I get it. Like, it, we do need to be a selling club, and George Byers might be out the door now. Um, 
Which yeah, is, not even in the squad today, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's just something you might do precautionarily, too, to see how sure. it plays out. Um, man, like, look, he hasn't quite fit as well in this system or been as favored in this system as I thought he might be. Well, he's kind of like requires... He's kind of like in between the Josh Windass role and the Will Vox role, and there's the... not really an in-between role for the way they want to. Well, that's the thing. It's a... Uh, it... Whatever, you know, it's obviously depending on the phase of the game, Will's playing a, a different setup, but it's it's mm-hmm. a double pivot, and Bannon is going to be one of those double pivots. He's going to play yes. a little more advanced, and, and the player that's going to join him needs to be more of a six. Mm-hmm. And you can't an really play and, Byers and in the wind-ass Byers role. is an eight. No, yeah. he doesn't fit in the wind-ass role. He could be in the double pivot role, but he's going to be playing more of the Bannon Yeah. You know, Byers is the closest thing we have to a box to box, and that's yeah. not what Roll's looking for out of that. So, you know, same thing. Smith and and Gregory are just not. You know, they're not going to press you at the tempo that. I mean, Gregory will t- look. Gregory will run, but he just he's, he can't really, uh, slowly. Yeah, he's just not. <laughs> it's fat. like I don't. I'm not saying they won't put I love a shift both. if asked to play this style of football. They just can't do it as effectively as. I, I don't think they or, can yeah, do it at yeah. this level. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what it comes uh, down So, to. yeah, no, we, we needed, we legit needed four to five players. Yeah. Outfield players, not even including a goalkeeper. Yeah, they could use another center back, too, in. honestly. Probably. Yeah. Probably. They don't you have know, a ton of fullback so. cover. And, you know, it's Reese James hasn't found a move yet either. And looks, I think some of this is, too. We go Wednesday pay a fairly good wage even when these players were in league one and so if you're looking for a move back to league one you might not be able to find the same well that's that's the bitch right right like you you almost want to have in your back pocket hey if we end up back in league one here are some and we players know michael smith, like can score michael goals, smith right, who yeah. can play that style of football lee gregory is a dog like mm-hmm. he will get up after it like you know, even George Byers, like because you're probably not going to be able to keep Udbo and Gasama and Musaba if you go down, it'll be harder. Yeah, I mean, thankfully we locked a couple of them up longer term. Yeah. I mean, Udbo's a, a weird. It's a loan from like a second division French side, something Some like I that. Yeah, Chelsea guy. Yeah, uh, I do not know how to pronounce it. It's. Uh, T R O Y E S. It's Troyes. I think it's just Troyes, but it's right, it's I think French, it's, so it's probably Tron. Tron. Yeah. Uh, so that's the that's the current state of the transfers. Uh, there was a rumor. And when, I think when, it was does, since when does the, last the window time. close? Tomorrow at some time. Tomorrow or the second? I thought it was. A, I thought it was Thursday. I thought it was. Thursday. You, you could very well be right. Yeah. Uh, so the by, first. Yeah, I don't remember for sure. Um. But uh, there was some, to keeping with the dispatch of American soccer, uh, rumors that uh, Josh Windass would be heading to uh, Real Salt Lake uh, in my neck of the woods, literally about 20 minutes down the road from me. Uh, and then Josh Windass gave an incredible uh, press conference. They put him on, uh, on, on media duty, I think, before the first Coventry game. And he basically said, like, yeah, I know there's offers. I don't know what I want to do with my life, basically. <laughs> and like, yeah. It's real, real. Well, real how old yeah, is Josh Twenty-eight years old. No, he's got a. I thought he was closer to thirty. He's one of those guys where I mean, he feels like he should be about 30, like thirty Jeff. now. Yeah, I didn't even say older, but thirty. He's thirty. Uh, he just turned thirty. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if MLS wants to offer him some designated uh, player money, DP yeah. money, like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, him. look, I mean, Josh. He's, I'll, he's a fan I'll, of the states. Yeah, he comes over. I'll, I'll show you around Salt Lake if you want. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Again, want, most important question, Jeff. How long to Vegas? Five hours. Straight shot down I fifteen. And again, the uh, closest team to Vegas? No. Yeah, Vegas uh, is like four and a half. It's probably to LA. LAFC. Yeah, I mean, better. Yeah. There's no traffic on I fifteen. Once you get south of Provo, you can pretty much drive <laughs> as fast as you want. I have made that drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I tell you what, I, uh, there, there were those rumors floating around both Windass and Palmer. We're both out of contract. Uh, yeah. Signing and, and, and coming over. I would, 
I would make the trip to New England uh, to the up to the Revolution to mm-hmm. see either of those guys come into yeah. town. That's for sure. I'd probably look like a jackass. Can't believe I have to get a real. So, yeah. well, you gonna wear a Wednesday kit to it? <laughs> yeah. So oh, I did that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've told this story before on the pod. But uh, when Jermaine Johnson was at uh, Indy 11, they came and played uh, mm. the Cosmos. And it was after we had a meetup that morning. I think it was like 7 p.m. at night at Hofstra. So you take the Long Island Railroad uh, out from from the city to get there. And it's not a, it's not it's a ways out on Long Island. But anyway, so I go to the the meetup in the morning. They had once they actually won, too. Uh, I'm trying to get like people to go with me nobody's nobody's making the trip out to long island oh. it was cold too like it was it was october i know it's because it was the playoffs because the you the giants won the world series it's like the 15 inning game against the nats i think or something that night because i remember falling on my phone waiting for the lirr back but i get there i'm in my wednesday kit um and they come out of the tunnel i like give a wave and like yeah jermaine sees me he's like oh yeah when they... then he had started every game that year doesn't start <laughs> So I'm sitting at the Hofstra soccer stadium watching the Indy 11. He comes out like the 75th minute and doesn't, he tries to do his like Jermaine Johnson. And Jeff went nuts. Yeah. But it was just funny that I'm just sitting there freezing my ass off. It was cold too. Out on the, out on the, I believe it. Well, out on the Island in October. Dispatches from American soccer. Oh yeah. It's great. (laughs) Any Um, other Wednesday news? Yeah. So you've mentioned the Maidstone United is what they've, who they've drawn in the, uh, in the next round, if yep. they beat Coventry, will be at Hillsborough. Um, and there isn't a ton. We covered the transfer news. I don't think there is. A, there's a ton else. No, I, I do love we'll coming on. That uh, I just want to go to the website. There's just a picture of Barry Bannon saying performances must become points. Yeah, thank you. That's like some real. Uh, it's not wrong. He's not wrong. That's like some real like good sports cliche stuff there too. So. Uh, beyond that, pro, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think there's a ton else in way of news. The under twenty ones uh, beat Barnsley one 0 Sweet. Yeah. Beyond that, there is not much. I. Just, I do. I just. I saw the. Did you see the Josh Windass press conference before the commentary game? No. He has like they have this so you know they have the what is it like the sea green sea foam green and gray training gear or whatever that they're well yeah they also looks good on a, Danny Roll he has a matching sea foam green and gray beanie that he is wearing with the training gear in this press conference oh I did I did yeah, I did see the images from it yeah no he's so, styling yeah. man that's yeah. what he does that's why he wants to move close to Vegas. Uh, I guess the other news is that uh, Liam Palmer is now tied for 12th in all time. This was before the uh, Southampton game, so he's gone. He's played every game since then, I'm pretty sure. But he had gone uh, to tied with 12th with uh, Nigel Worthington and Ellis Rimmer. Uh, so he'll probably get into the top 10 for the end of the year. And uh, Bannon himself is closing in on... 400 appearances well i think he's passed uh ron springett the the goalkeeper since then so it's an incredible as is how high uh bannon is now uh i think 14th and palmer is closing in on uh the top 10 i'm impressed yeah and that takes us to the upcoming fixtures and we will start uh with huddersfield who are no longer Managed by Darren Moore. He was uh, sacked after their 1-1 draw with QPR at the weekend. With, with good cause. <laughs> yeah, no, they have not played. Look, it's a tough assignment, to be fair. And I get uh, not wanting to go back down to League One. And But you, you whatever job became available in the championship, it was going to be a, a job like this, right? Um, yeah, it was, it was very strange. Um, it, we should cover that a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I, I will say that, you know, I, I went to a list of like who, who could be replacing Darren Moore and, and obviously they're not going to be replacing right. him. 
before Saturday, I assume whoever oh, weird. Like, I mean, I guess it's remains. there's no good time to sack your manager now because they just played QPR. They've got us, and then uh, a trip to Southampton. So there's no no. It happens. No. It's it's a lot of the usual, not usual suspects, but you know maybe guys that have been around Yorkshire clubs for a bit. I saw um, Paul Heckenbottom was a uh, Heckenbottom, uh, Michael Duff, John Eustace, Gary sure. Rowett, like you know that type of guy wants to jump in. But, you know, I, I will say that uh, the statement about uh, the sacking of Darren Moore, <laughs> and again, I'm literally sitting here in my Darren Moore, uh, Shea Guevara hat mm-hmm. uh, that I, I bought. Uh, Huddersfield owner, Kevin Nago, we have to make this decision to give us the best chance of maintaining our championship status come the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But this, quote, Darren is a fantastic man, has worked tirelessly since taking the job back in September. I know I speak for everyone in the club, wishing him the very best. We appointed Darren on the strength strength of his credentials as a manager. But it's now clear this has not worked as we envisaged and hoped. I mean, they've been mitigating circumstances, such as the high number of injuries, but we still have not seen enough on the pitch in terms of results or direction of travel in playing style and performances. Darren Moore in the championship right sure. i mean they you know. are three points from their last five in the league and sandwich in there they got drilled five nil by man city in the fa cup and look they drew it home with plymouth away I mean, from blackburn and man, man city drills a lot of people yeah i know that's not <laughs> and home at qpr so that's not a particularly you know, those are, those are matches you want to pick up points in, right? This is one of the reasons Wednesday is still as close as they are, because Wednesday has a, have had a much tougher run of fixtures than than Huddersfield recently, and they make a trip to the John Smith Stadium uh, at the weekend. Uh, they do. They do. Uh, I mean, they've played three five two all year. Yeah, right? they have scored like twenty nine goals in twenty nine games. <laughs> Uh, hey, is that good, Jeff? Thirty-eight uh, percent possession. No, it's just not. It's not sustainable at this level. Uh, I mean, their top scoring, their top scorer is a center back, uh, Mikhail Helic. He's got eight goals. Central defender. He's, yeah, he does have which eight is goals. Crazy. Like that's not. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're like, wow. It's Nigel Pearson esque. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, so I looked it up. I I was like, oh. He must get a lot of headers. He, he's evenly distributed his goals between his two feet and uh, and his head. They're uh, they're not the absolute worst at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Just looking at, uh, let me do a quick. We're doing the delightful preview on the uh, fly. And actually, what's what's ironic is that the standings in. Uh, let's take a look here. Home form. Uh, they are not the absolute worst in home form. They are uh, second worst. Right, uh, they are not good at home. Uh, so, you know, this is uh, there's a few names on this team that I think people should recognize. Um, uh, Tom I mean, Lee, their leading scorer, <laughs> Michael Hillick. Yeah, Tom Lee's is one of the other center backs. Tom Lee's is uh, only 33 somehow. I mean, that is mind-boggling. Tom is, Lee's yeah. is older than me. Yeah, right. Like. Uh, but you should recognize uh, Jack Rudoni is a, a midfielder who's been around this level for a little bit. He's pretty good. Jonathan Hogg, it's been a long time member of Huddersfield. I'm pretty sure he's on the team that uh, knocked us out uh, mm. of those playoffs all those years ago. Uh, Josh Caroma uh, has been a decent player Danny for them. Ward's they have been kicking around this league forever. Danny Ward, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, like. <laughs> Play, it, well, he's been kicking around Huddersfield. For yeah, a while. he's other um, places too, but yeah. They have a guy named uh, Jesus. I don't even know where he's from. Delano Bergazorg, who's got six goals and assists. He's a attacking midfielder. But yeah, I mean, it's like, honestly, these guys are not good. Like, I'm not saying we're good. We're in 23rd. Uh, unsurprisingly, he's is... Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they have a Patrick Jones. Yeah. A twenty-year-old Welsh forward who's played forty-eight minutes this year. Um, yeah, no, this is not a good team. They just fired their manager. They suck at home. Like 
I know we're behind them in the standings right. uh, by five points, but this is, most this is, this of is, the reason we're there, like this is your still got a, they, gotta your win proverbial six-pointer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, there's it no, is. like... I just, I, it's funny because you say that. I'm just, the last time they played, uh, Wednesday, not good at home, had just fired their manager. And, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, they got a nil-nil draw. Yeah. There you go. Um yeah, no, this is a uh, – oh, there's 17 games to go, as we discussed. There's no must-wins, but Jesus. No, this is a must-win. Um, like, this is <laughs> – uh, I know. Um, well, what's that uh, – the fixture list after that, we have that FA Cup match yeah. uh, against Coventry, which is what? Next – Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh is that right? Yep. Thank you, Jeff. And then we got home to Birmingham, which I know they're nine points ahead of us. They're not good. They're not good, right? Like, Wednesday, we need to take three right? out of that. Um, we got to go to Leicester. One yeah, it's going to gonna get absolutely drilled there. But yeah. Two Millwall. That's the house of horrors. It's always tough, but uh, they're not very good this year. Uh, host Bristol City. We got to go to the mini pigs. Yeah. So we host Plymouth, we host Leeds. They have, there's a lot of winnable uh, games in there. Uh, you just, you gotta like, we gotta take three against Huddersfield. We gotta take three against Birmingham. We gotta take a point at Millwall. You we take gotta three take against three against Rotherham. Bristol City. Yeah, even yeah. at Rotherham. Oh, like, yeah, Rotherham. Like, um, and then at home against Plymouth, we got to take. That's that's going to be a big with. one, right? Because at a certain point, you you kind of want to drag another team back in here too, whether it's Birmingham or Plymouth or Bristol City. Great, great call. Right now, you it's want, four teams, but yeah. th- that gap is only like four points. Right. Like, you know, in two weeks, we could see Birmingham be, yeah. as you put it, drag dragged down to uh, that. I mean, right now we're looking. QPR is. Two points ahead of us with 25. So Huddersfield is safe with 28, five ahead of us. Four above that is Birmingham. You say mm-hmm. nine points, Jesus. But Birmingham's on 32, Stokes on 32, Blackburn's on 33, Swansea's on 33, Millwall's on 33, Plymouth's yeah. on 33. Like any one of those teams in this league has a little bad run. Within two weeks, three games, that's nine points. You know, we pick up six points. Suddenly, it's right there. So, oh, God, Jeff, I know you're, and pretty sure you said you're not able to make the, the meetup this year. But oh my God, that, that's very likely that game's going to matter. Which is, <laughs> oh Christ, <laughs> terrifying, really. Uh, well, went, you know what? Yeah. One game at a time. Huddersfield on Saturday. Yeah, and Take then uh, Covent- at Coventry on Tuesday. Uh, I expect, like, Daniel Roll is going to put out a full-ish strength squad for this match. For both games. Yeah. Oh, you know, I assume Jeff, we... We, can't, we can't do a Coventry preview. We're not. I'm we, just going to say, like... Coventry, like, nine times in the I last know. four weeks. You're going to know. I mean, we, we all know how to play. I, I, look, I, it would be lovely if they could go there and get a result and get Maidstone United at home. I just... I don't, know, I don't see it happening. Obviously, you know, Coventry has their own ambitions too, so they probably don't want a particularly deep cup run. But you get to this point and you see Maidstone United in the on the horizon, you're like, hmm, Wembley? Oh, maybe. I, yeah, I yeah, say yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah, I think you got it, right? You know, we did really well uh, against Coventry when they really tore us up the first two games is that they tore us up coming down our left side, which mm. is Musaba and Johnson, both games. Um, Eccles uh, yeah, got it. Good, yeah. uh, who's the uh, who's the American? Haji Wright. Yeah. Like, they destroyed us uh, down the wings. And that's, you know, again, that's how they're going to get to us and how they're going to beat us. But that last FA Cup game, we did a much better job. Yeah. Same lineup. Uh, we had Johnson and Valentin, Kasama and Musaba out there. But we did a much, much better job of defending them down the wings. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that carries over as much as, you know, yeah. I mean, I thought we were thought we were good for a win last game. 
Yeah, I'm a little uh, unlucky not to smash so, it at the end. But you get their tails up after the goal. But yeah, it is. Uh, that's going to be a 12.45 kickoff again. Maybe I'll actually, I didn't get to the bar for the Friday game because I had other stuff going. I, I was writing while I was watching. So we, do that we anymore, play the okay. FA Cup is Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, sucks. Tuesday's my super busy day, and that's uh, right in the middle of my busy. But I will try to listen slash watch to bits and pieces as I can. Uh, I don't think we have uh, any other business. I should. I, I don't know what episode this is, if I'm honest. But you've been listening to yeah, the Americast. Yeah, well, figure it out when I post it. Uh, Chef wants the opinion with an American accent. You'll find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast and Jerome Bompers, my fellow Wednesday, is Trevor and the Makers. The podcast is where you get podcasts. Just search the Owl of Americas, and there's the podcast. If you do uh, listen to the Owl of Americas, we ask you rate and review the show. So it's more Wednesdays. Find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction for the Huddersfield game, Justin. But I am ask, going to ask you to make a prediction for the Coventry FA Cup round four replay. Oh, fuck. Uh, that one smells like we lose on pens. So I'm pretty I sure they that. limit it to. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll go to, yeah. There's one replay, and we yeah. go to pens. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff at Jeff Paternostro. I think Wednesday go through on pens after. Uh, oh my god! After Paul Valentine chips one perfectly into the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Hunt We'll see you back here next week.